Welcome to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and this is the place where Kingdom heirs go to be informed and inspired. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas. And today, I just wanted to first start off by thanking you all again for joining um, another episode. You know, we've been going pretty strong right now. Um, you know, this is this is episode 22, and I'm just excited. Um, and I really want to come on with this episode to just really encourage people. You know, we're getting to uh, the the end of the calendar year and you know obviously you know people are getting into that mindset the the, the spirit of Christmas as as you know people like to say which you know it, it's a it's supposed to be a happy time of year it's a time of reflection um, you know I'm not going to go into the meaning of Christmas and you know all of those things because you know I think there's a ton of teachings and a ton of things out there but I want to encourage everybody because even though it is that time of the year, uh, we're getting to that the end of year where people really start to reflect on, you know, was the year successful, um, you know, and just thinking about the 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 challenges they've had, the successes they've had um, in this 2021 year, all the craziness, you know, that we're still battling with COVID, you know everything that has gone on this year. I mean, we, we, we're still in the same year of, you know, just crazy, uh, you know, the elections, you know, like I mentioned, the pandemic continuing to develop just so many things going on around us um, along with, you know, just different things financially, um, you know, life continues to happen. And so, I want to encourage and, and just let you all, let everybody know that God's got us. You know, that is the, that is the title, you know, that's what I, I called this episode is God's got us. And I called it that for, for several reasons, but, you know, the one scripture that I always go back to when I, when I talk about and just think about, you know, everything that, that, you know, how God has, has brought me through so many things and, and just the challenges that I faced and just understanding where I am today versus, you know, where I may have been five years ago and how I continue to grow. You know, one of the verses that I stick to is, you know, Philippians 4.13. And most people who know anything about Bible scriptures, you know, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty famous scripture. I say famous, but I would say well-used scripture. And, you know, in it, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in some versions, you say, it'll be, it'll say, you know, through Christ who gives me strength, um, and other versions, but you know, the ultimate, um, gist of what it's saying is I can do all things through Christ. Um, and I used to, you know, and I, and, and just knowing how I am and, and, you know, when I first read it, I was like, man, that's it right there. You know, and I was, that's one of the scriptures that you stand on. I can do all things to Christ who gives me strength or who strengthens me. Um, and then as I dug deeper into it, you know, I started to really understand a little bit more and realize that I was using it wrong. And it's actually more to it than that. I mean, it seems simplistic, but just like anything, if you read it in the middle, 
you're going to mix, miss the true context of, of what it was used for. Um, you know, so just, you know, backstory, obviously, you know, this, this scripture was written by Paul, the apostle Paul wrote this and his intention wasn't to say that I can do all things, you know, through him who strengthens me. So I can, you know, just wild so i can go win the lottery you know i can go win the lottery because i can do all things to christ who strengthens me i can go win this basketball game i can go um you know just just something that is not i would say kingdom centric i can go do this thing i can you know go run fast i can you know go get this job i can go buy this car you know because god's strength is giving me strength and that's what a lot of people thought you know even and there's a story, it's interesting, interesting story um, that I read about Steph Curry, you know, this was some years ago. Um, and, you know, for those that know Steph Curry, they know that, you know, he is, you know, he's, he's very vocal about his Christian lifestyle, um, you know, and he, he, he's never soft-spoken about it. And, you know, on his shoes, he usually writes on there, um, you know, I can do all things, you know, which is taken from Philippians 4.13. And so the story that was told, you know, about him said that, you know, they were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was like a Sunday night game and the team lost. And they said Steph was kind of distraught about it um, because he really felt like I can do all things. He felt like that was, you know, he, he lived that. Like, I can I can go out here. I should be able to win any game I want. You know, I should be able to win all the titles I want and, you know, because I have Christ that strengthens me. And, you know, he, he went back after the game. He lost. He was distraught. He went back to his locker room, went back to the locker room, sat at his locker, pulled out his Bible and he started reading the verse. And what he got from that was he realized, man, I have been, you know, I've been messing up on that. You know, that that is not what was going on because originally you know when you when you read the full context of that chapter you know paul was in the middle of praising god because god sent support from the philippian church um you know they gave him support at a time when he was struggling and so you know that verse came out of that but in if you go back you know to previous verses you will see that you know, he, he, yes, he was, re, he rejoiced because of the aid he got. Um, but it said in verse 12, you know, he mentioned, you know, or just in those verses pre, prior to that, it talked about how he learned to be content in whatever the circumstances were. And so that part right there really caught on because I really want to understand a little bit more, you know, dig in more about that. And I'm going to talk about the word content in a second. Um, but just to keep going, you know, in verse 12, he said that, no, I know what it, what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. And, and a lot of us can relate because we've had times where we've, you know, lacked certain things. Um, and there's been times where we felt like we were on top of the world. You know, we can't miss, we can't lose. Everything is great. So we had those highs, those lows. Um, but in that verse, you know, Paul was saying, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living with plenty or in want. And then he goes into verse 13 and says, you know, I can do all, all of this through Christ that strengthens me. 
and understand that the ability to do all things, it comes from God, but it comes from God when we pursue God's will for our lives. And that that's really what Paul was meaning in that. So when we're in God's will, if, if we're helping others, if we're, you know, uh, praising and singing the gospel, if we're doing things to better his kingdom, then through that, God will give us the strength to do everything that he is calling us to do, because we're, we're basically going out to accomplish his will. And, and I think that's, it's important to note. And that's for me was, was something that, you know, I, I never really looked at it, you know, and of course I know I've read through it, but when you go back, you know, you always pull out, oh, I like what that scripture said, you know, that verse, and I love it. And most of the time that is, um, you know, that's how it goes. It's like, oh, I do love that verse. I love what, you know, what he said, what, what was said in that verse, because it speaks to the situation without really understanding really what it meant. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go out in Steph Curry situation and I'm going to go out there and have the greatest game ever because I wrote, I can do all things. No, that's not what that means. And I think he kind of learned that in the process that, he learned to be content in any situation. And again, I'm going to go, go, I'm going to go back to that word content. Um, but I just want to kind of set the stage to understand that in our contentment in whatever situation we're in, we understand that if we are doing God's will, and if we are hearing from him, following his instruction, then he will give us everything that we need to do to, to be able to move forward and, and be successful in, in our lives and, and what we're called to do. So that is what, you know, that's what Paul meant in, in that, in that verse and, and in that, that whole chapter. Um, so, you know, what's encouraging about this, right? You know, I, I kind of gave a, a backstory to it and basically just said, you know, this is, you know, this is actually some revelation about that particular verse. But when you go back and kind of break it down and you understand that if God is asking you to do something, he's going to give you the strength to do what he is calling you to do. So, you know, he is going to be with us. He's going to strengthen us to accomplish his will. So, so many times I hear people say, you know, that I heard God tell me to do something, you know, or, you know, something said, and, you know, most of the time it's, you know, I heard God, God gave me the, you know, the idea to start this business. God gave me the idea to, you know, apply for this job. God gave me, you know, the, the notion to go to school, you know, he gave me this, he gave me that, you know, in a dream or, you know, through a spoken word, you know, through a prophet or something that there was, there was some kind of conduit that, that brought forth this word or this, this, this notion. And, you know, obviously my prayer is that if, if somebody or something or, or is presented as, as a word from God, you know, we all take heed from it if, as believers. Um, but, you know, just understanding that, um, you know, you have to really know his will. And when you walk in his will, then that's where your strength is going to come from. That's how you stay connected. You know, and, I, and I've said it before, you know, uh, God is our source you know, and for him to be our source, if we move too far away from him, you know, we're going to lose power. You know, it's just like, you know, cell phones, 
you go too far from the tower, what happens? You start to lose your, your signal gets bad. Your calls start dropping or, you know, quality is poor, you know, and it just loses signal battery starts running. You don't operate the way you're supposed to. But when you come back in alignment with him and you're within the boundaries of, of, you know, from a cell phone perspective, but when you're in the boundaries of those towers and you're able to get a strong connection, you're able to function and operate in, in how you were created and how you were purposed to be. Um, and that, that in itself is, it can be challenging. I know because there are so many things that are out there that are, that are persuading us to go opposite ways, to not stay on that straight and narrow and kind of, you know, divert. But this is where the whole understanding of what being content is. Um, and, and when people hear the word content, you know, there's a, there's a challenge there, uh, because, you know, it can be viewed as I'm settling, um, and, and it's not settling. So I looked up the definition of all, as always, you know, because sometimes you, you don't really understand until you see how the word was originally intended to be used and defined. So when I looked up content, um, it means a state of peaceful happiness, uh, satisfied or being in a state of satisfaction. So it's not, it's not a settling thing. It's not being stagnant. So you know, when we continue to just un, un, unfold that idea, you know, just the first definition that was used, it's a state of peaceful happiness. You know, some of us can't even find a state of peaceful happiness. We can't find that state. We, we're, we're never happy, you know, and it's, again, I know a lot of people look at it as, you know, you're settling, but it's not. And there's nothing in the definition that says that you are settling, that you are being stagnant. It says you are satisfied or you're in a state of peaceful happiness. So we've got this thing when we hear content, and I say we, because sometimes even I, you know, will look at it like that. But if you're content in the situation that you're kind of, you know, have this whatever attitude, like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good where I'm at, you know, I'm not, I'm not moved to grow or keep getting better, you know, keep moving forward. You know, some people have that mindset and that's not what content is. That's not what the purpose of it is. So when you think about, you know, Paul and his journey and everything he dealt with, you know, why did he deal with he dealt what he dealt with? Because he was doing God's work. And a lot of us know when it when it comes to doing good, sometimes you will get persecuted in different ways. You come up against all kinds of attacks. Attacks from people that you're close to, attacks from people that you don't know, attacks that you feel like are uncalled for. There are attacks that come with that. Why? Because there, there is, there is a, a, a counter force. The enemy is working against you so that you're not able to fulfill your purpose and carry out the plan of what God created, of why God created you so that, so that you, know, you can carry out and grow his kingdom. So, of course, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to distract you. He wants to stomp you out, you know, stomp out anything that will drive you to moving in a positive direction. Um, he wants you to be stagnant. He wants you to settle. He doesn't want you in a state of peaceful happiness. He don't want that. So, you know, again, when you think about Paul, he believed that God had his back. He believed that God's got him, you know, and 
he knew that because he was following his will. So when you go back to verse 13, it's like, okay, well, now that makes sense. You know, and I, and I always, you know, I've heard this, you know, several times I've heard it in the, the old church, you know, I've heard a lot of people say it, you know, uh, but God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the call, the called. And it makes so much sense when you think about it uh, from the perspective that, you know, I'm really speaking about at this point where it's like people always, you know, get or they feel like they can't move forward in something because they they have to get to cer a certain level. They think, well, I'm not here right now. I got to wait till I get here before I'm able to move forward. You know, and that's that is not how it's designed. You know, I always use the 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 um, example of Moses. I, I love the example of Moses. And there's so many examples in the Bible, but I always use the example of Moses because, you know, Moses stuttered. You know, he wasn't the best speaker. And he was like, you know, God, you sure you want me to, to lead the people, you know, and go talk to Pharaoh and, you know, tell him what we need to do. I can't even get words out my mouth without stuttering. And God was like, no, nah, I got you. Just do what you got to do. Again, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the call. What's going to show his glory more? Taking somebody who is, who speaks well, who is powerful, who is strong and mighty in everything and saying, okay, now you go and lead the people. Well, that, that's a natural chosen leader. So what, 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 how is that going to show God's glory? But if I take somebody who the world views as maybe not as strong of a speaker, you know, somebody who, you know, didn't do well in school, somebody who came from humble beginnings and now they're, you know, and, and God takes them and makes them, you know, somebody that's powerful, somebody who is, you know, well-spoken, somebody who is successful as an entrepreneur and doing, you know, different things, you know, from a, you know, as a philanthropist and just building things for the church and, you know, just doing a lot of positive things with their lives, you know, why is that? You know, my wife and I, we have, we have this conversation time. We always, we look at different people that we've seen growing up, or we look at different people that we've, um, whether we've gone to school with them or, you know, we read about them. It's like, why does it seem like a lot of successful people in the world come from very, very humble backgrounds? You know, why is that? You know, and a lot of that, especially those that that really have that relationship with Christ is like, well, why, why is that? Well, he's given them the strength along the way. You know, I can do all things. It's just about setting in your mind that, you know, I'm going to hear from God. I'm going to hear him and what he tells me to do. I'm going to listen, you know, and, and until he tells me to move, I'm going to keep living my life. I'm going to be in this state of being content where I'm in this, you know, again, this peaceful happiness, I'm satisfied or a state of satisfaction. That is content. I'm in a state of contentment. It doesn't mean that I don't have other desires, but I'm waiting for the next assignment. I'm waiting for the next move of God to tell me to go here and do this. And that's what, that's what Paul was doing. You know, that, that is what he was doing. So, um, you know, this is why we, we have the strength. And it's not that he gives us strength to do things that are not in his will. You know, it has to be related to advancing his kingdom and his people. And so in the message Bible, you know, a lot of times I like to read, you know, verses in, in different translations of the Bible, you know, I understand it's not the original uh, translation, but 
I do like to read it um, just to give a different, uh, just to give different context to it. Um, but in the message Bible, it says that whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. So, you know, in that version, it, it really states that I make it, you know, I can make it through anything in the one, meaning in his will. So if I'm in the one and, you know, Christ is the one God, you know, Christ is the one then I'm going to be in his will. And if I'm in his will, then he is going to strengthen me to continue to move forward. And, and I think that is, that's the encouragement. And it's also kind of, kind of the boundaries to make sure that we're living our lives to the fullest um, and, and being in that state of happiness and content. You know, we, we always, and there's always the, the need to, to want more, to do more, to have more, you know, for most people. Um, I know even for myself, you know, I look at, you know, I, I had this target, you know, my wife and I, we had this target, you know, years ago, like we wanted to, you know, if we can make this much money and have these things, then we're good. And every time we keep seeing things, we keep, God keeps expanding us and that target moves. You know, as uh, my man of God says, you know, and I, you're going to hear me, I quote him a lot, but, you know, he says, exposure, expand your expectation. You know, part of that exposure is God exposing you and showing you things and giving you that vision to say, this is not where you're supposed to be. You know, you're supposed to be at a different place. And it could be from your career. It could be from your family. It could be from, you know, your house, material things, you know. God will show you that, that I have more in store for you because if you're doing, you're doing my work, I'm going to take care of my people. I'm protecting my investments because, you know, I love you unconditionally and you are showing your love and your um, obedience to me through the work that you're doing in your life. So because of that, I want to bless you. And when the times are rough, I'm going to continue to build you and strengthen you so that you can get through those times. No, he wants you to get through. He's going to put tests in your way. He, I mean, there are going to be tests that, that God gives you to strengthen you. And that's the purpose. He is going to strengthen you. It's not to tear you down because he gets no benefit. There's no glory in tearing you down. And for, you know, if I look at the strength that I have in certain things and I look at the strength that maybe, um, you know, other people may have, you, you know, you always see people go through certain things like, wow, how did they go through this? How would they ever deal with that? I could never do it, you know, and, and the truth of that statement is you may not be able to do it. That's why you haven't experienced that or God has has God has protected you from experiencing certain things because he knew that that would break you completely. You know, there are some things that people are just not meant to experience, but through that experience and through that connection with Christ, you know, that's where the strength is drawn, because now it says, I don't know how he got through that or she got through that but they got through it. They had a time, you know, whether it's, you know, we talked about grief before, you know, you lose a loved one, a child, a parent, you know, a spouse, or, you know, just anybody that you're close with, you lose that person, you know, that is a tough place to be. It, and it is. And I don't care how, I mean, you're going to go through moments of grieving. You're going to have your challenges. You're going to have your trials dealing with that. And it's a constant thing, but through it, you're going to gain so much strength. And you're going to find out that you're stronger where you are today than where you were back then before, you know, that loss happened. Um, 
and and I, I think that's important to just continuously mention and, and think about, you know, and, and talk about because the strength overall is is you know in the in the blood. The strength is in the connection with Christ. That's where the strength is. If we're outside of that, there's no strength. Just like the cell phone example. There's you know, if you're outside of your network, you're past the towers, you know, if you, you probably won't have much of a signal, you have no power. Um, and so the Steph Curry example was, again, you know, he, he, he had this false sense of where his power came from. Not to, I mean, obviously he knew it came from God, but he had a false sense of thinking that from that versus perspective, from the, the Philippians 413 verse that I can do all things that, that translated to anything and everything that he did. And it's not the case that that's, that's not the case. And so that kind of changed it a little bit for him, you know, because now he had to realize that his foundation had to be adjusted that when I'm in God's will, I'm doing his will, then I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I'm in him. Like, like the, the message Bible said, you know, if I'm making, if I'm doing it, doing things, you know, in the one, you know, God is the one, you know, Christ is the one I am doing it through him, then I am, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I guess you can say, I, I am uh, one of the ones that will be able to draw from that strength that comes from Christ, um, that Philippians 4.13 says. So, you know, going back and just understand why did Paul have to learn to do all things through Christ? And, and for, for me, this is, again, this is how we strengthen our faith. And this is how we really stay encouraged to understand what we are, uh, what we are called to do and why that's so important. You know, so why did Paul have to learn? You know, why, why did he have to learn this way? You know, I guess what better way if you're out there, one, if you're out there preaching the gospel, you know, if you don't learn that you have to be able to do all things through Christ and it's like a necessity, you're going to be in trouble. But, you know, he's out there, you know, teaching the gospel, going through all these new foreign, all these foreign lands. Um, you know, he had a lot of opposition he was facing. Um, you know, he was beaten, stoned. You know, there's times he was shipwrecked, endangered by so many things. But in his faith and walking in what he was called and purposed to do, you know, Paul was able to overcome because of the strength of Christ. And that that is really where you know, that that's where that verse stands. So again, I use that verse and, and now it gives me a different meaning because I have to think is what I'm going through because of my love and because of my pursuit and my walk with Christ, or is what I'm going through something that is because of myself is something that that is a, I won't say selfish, but it's something that is, that is um, just what I want is my will. And if I'm going through or experiencing a time of weakness because of that, you know, you've got to ask those questions. Well, is this, is this, what is this doing, you know, for, for, you know, people in the church, you know, for pastors, for, you know, pastors' families, you know, the, the preachers' families, uh, for, you know, the helps ministries, for those who are always volunteering in church, you know, and I'm one of them. There are always going to be challenging times, you know, where people, we, we go through different emotions, we have different experiences, but there are always going to be challenges to that. And those challenges, you know, that we, that we experience, if we start to focus more on what's in our best interest versus 
pursuing what the kingdom assignment is and staying focused on that, then we will lose our strength. We start to get weary. And then at that point, that's where a lot of people are walking away. That's why so many pastors are walking away. Um, that's, why, that's why so many pastors not even walking away from the church, you know, or they're stepping down from the church, but then they're also, you know, just stop going to church. So they're not just stepping down from being a pastor. They're shutting down the doors. They are, you know, just totally checking out and walking away from ministry and the church altogether because there's just so much weight to carry. And, and, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but the, re the reality is, you know, it, it happens. And when you don't have people who are working and staying involved and doing things because of their kingdom assignment versus doing it out of the love for the pastor. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with doing things out of the love of pastor and out of the love for anybody, uh, for the love of anybody, you know. But at the end of the day, when you start looking at your challenges, you got to say, am I truly challenged because of, am I doing, you know, am I doing this first? Am I doing this with the heart of wanting to advance the kingdom because God told me to do this? Or am I doing this because there was somebody who said, I should do this. I need to do this. So, or I'm, I'm just going to volunteer in this area because that's what I want to do because it, it's the least of, you know, the, the most, it's the least, you know, bit of work that I have to do. So if I do this assignment, then that's the minimum and I'm good. And, you know, I'll, I'll do that. And even with that, there comes challenges because you don't really do it the way it's supposed to be done. It's not done in excellence. So, you know, that's why we have some of the struggles that we have in the church today. You know, we've got people who are staying in volunteer roles because they love the pastor or they love, you know, certain people, but they're not doing what they were purposed and called to do. And, and, and it does start to wear on you because that grace wears out and that strength of doing what God's will is for you is lost. So that's why it's, it's important to stay in constant connection with Christ. You know, it really is, you know, because I mean, let, let's let's think about the different challenges that we face in life. You know, we all face, you know, and when we're going through challenges, you know, again, it's never easy to be content. It's hard to, it, it is hard to tell somebody that, you know, is going through, whether it's, you know, financial trouble, just be patient, be calm. We, you know, it's going to work out, you know, when they got bills facing them, they got, you know, late fees, they got, you know, they're seeing notices for eviction if they don't pay by a certain day. You know, all these things start adding up and people start to panic. It happens. It's life. It, it is It is. It is something that, you know, it, it's difficult to not be challenged by. And so that's why people don't normally go into that place of contentment when they're up. I mean, I'm sorry, when they're down, when, when, when you know, they're going through those valleys. They're, it's hard to be content. It's hard to you know, be in this state of peaceful happiness, you know, and some people do, some people, you know, they, their faith is just, they have this crazy faith, unshakable faith as, you know, apostle talks about, um, blind faith, you know, childlike faith, but it's like, you know what, I know God's got me. And when you get to that place, you know, you may be in that valley for a short time, but then you reach that mountaintop. You know, and, and even through that, you know, mountaintop, like Paul said, you know, you know, I praise God, you know, I thank him for, you know, because I've been through the situation. I've been up, you know, where I've had plenty and I've been down where I haven't had much. Um, and, and 
it's hard when you when you are going through times where you're living in lack and, and saying, I gotta trust God to meet my needs. You know, we and we all have storms, we all have challenges and these tests that that can push us to, you know, the, the edge, the brink, you know, to the point of we're just like, man, I want to give up. Again, I mentioned pastors, you know, we got pastors who are walking out of church, we got people who are walking out of church you know, not just in, in pastors who are not just walking away, like I mentioned earlier, but, you know, we've got some that have taken their own lives because it was just too much. And so we got to go back to thinking, you know, is this in the will, is this in God's will? Are we, are we doing more? Are we taking on more? Are we in the right position? Because being out of, out of place is, is, can be painful. You know, ask somebody who's got a dislocated hip, they don't just impact the hip when you got a bad hip or a dislocated hip or something like that, that, that doesn't just impact your hip that impacts your knees, your ankles, you know, different ligaments. I mean, it, it, it impacts so many things. So you imagine when you've got, you know, people who are, who are out of place in, in doing things for the kingdom, you know, and it, and it bubbles up to the pastor because the pastor feels like, you know, he or she, have so many things they have to do and their family gets pulled in and just becomes a big challenge. And why is that? Why are people going through these things? Because, you know, we're not following what we were called to do. So, you know, again, having those storms, those challenges, you know, and just understanding that, you know, when we are experiencing situations like those, you know, and we're doing God's work, you know, we just be encouraged, you know, he, he is strengthening us. And, I, and I'm sure many of us can go back and look at, you know, just the journey. And I love talking about the journey because it helps to kind of reinvigorate me to keep going. I think about where I was, you know, 20 years ago, I look at my marriage, I look at my, well, look at myself first, where was I 20 years ago as a person in my walk with Christ. And I look at myself as a husband, you know, almost married for 20, you know, I haven't been married 20 years yet, but you just think about that 20 years ago, where was I? I was engaged to, um, you know, well, actually by now I would have been, um, yeah, almost married, you know? So I, I was, you know, less than a year being married. So I'm in the process of being engaged, you know, I had different things going on. I wasn't mature. Like I was supposed to be, you know, didn't have an understanding of money, didn't have a spiritual understanding that I have today. And I'm still not, I know I'm still not where I'm supposed to be, you know? So, you know, just understand that God is continuing to strengthen us because we are doing his will. He's going to take care of his people. He's going to protect us and he's going to love on us. You know, and it, and it doesn't mean that we are going to be perfect. And I, everybody hears me say that a lot. It, it is not about perfection. If the focus is always on perfection, then you're going to miss the mark because it's about growth. You continue to grow each day. You learn, you know, you don't lose, you learn. There's a new lesson. You learn it, you can, you, you learn it, then you make sure you, you know, you acknowledge it, you learn what it is, and then you, you mark it up and say, okay, I, I know what to do here. And you grow from that. And, and that is, that is how it's supposed to be. But on the flip side, we can't sit here and expect God to, to bless us or to strengthen us in, in, in mess. You know, you hear, you know, this is an old saying that God don't bless mess. Um, you know, and it, it's funny because, you know, people expect God to come into an unclean heart and change it. Well, he can, but you have to be a willing vessel. 
you know, and, and you have to be, you know, accountable for what you do. Cause there's always, there's a level of responsibility in this walk. You know, it's one thing to make a mistake and, and, you know, if you make a mistake and you repent for that mistake and, you know, you truly work to not never do that again, then, then that's growth. But if you're just repenting and apologizing really just to, for that one thing, and then you're moving to the next thing and it's the same thing over and over again, there's not, there's no true repentance. You haven't really learned that there's, there's, there's things in that process that, you know, you just haven't gotten it. And God can't bless any kind of mess like that. You know, he's not. So when you're going, when you're doing things like that, and, and, and a lot of people, they know they're doing it wrong. I think back to, um, it was Joyce Myers, you know, I remember she did this teaching um, and somebody was playing in a car one day and we were listening to it. And, you know, it, it was, it was kind of an expert excerpt of it. And she mentioned the the point about, um, oh gosh. Um, oh, you know, when you're in the soup, when you're at the you know grocery store and you got the buggy and, you know, her example, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but her example is, you know, you know, you have the places where you're supposed to return the buggies to. And, you know, but you're like, oh, I'm in a rush. I got to do this. I got to do that. And you're just like, I'm going to leave it right here on the side of my car. And, you know, I'll let somebody else get in and you go to do that. And then there's this little beep that goes off, like an alarm that goes off in you. And it's like, oh, you know, not to do that. You know, that's not right. You're supposed to put that back. And what she was saying is that is the Holy Spirit working in us, you know, that, we, we say sometimes something told me I should have done this. Something told me I should do this, you know, or, or I should not have done this, you know, and a lot of times that is the spirit working within us, you know? And so most of the time when we do things wrong, we know it, we, we know it. And some of us have even got to the point where we're so bold. We're just like, look, God, I did it. You know, I'm going to take my punishment and, and you know, I, I still love you, but I just, I, I, or I did the less of two, you know, I took the lesser of two evils, whatever, um, you know, you hear that sometimes and, and, and you really start to, you really start to think about it. It's like, well, we know what we're doing. So, you know, why are we bringing this to God saying, all right, God, help me through this. And God is going to show grace. He will show mercy, but at some time, and, and I mentioned this before, we got to be accountable you know, to, to start cleaning up that mess and show some growth doesn't mean you won't mess up. You know, there are drug addicts who, who relapse over and over again. They, 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 they do well and then they get put in a situation too early and they, and they use again. And they, you know, that you see this repetitive thing and it's like, when am I ever going to get right? You know? Um, and sometimes it takes time, but it's, it's the willing, you know, being willing is going to be key to this. And, you know, we just got to understand that that mess that's in our lives, you know, are, are the things that are not pleasing to God. And in that he isn't going to bless it. So there's no strength in that. You're not going to get strength. So, you know, just to, just to go back to, you know, what Philippians 4.13 is, it's, it's really a declaration that if I am doing God's work, no matter what season I'm in, you know, whether you're up or down, you know, when I say up or down, whether you're in a, a valley season or you're in a mountain season, um, you know, we can rest just knowing that God's got us. And, and that's that's what really Paul is saying. You know, if I'm doing the right thing, God's got me. You know, you, you hear I used to hear people when I was a kid, you know, and when you're doing the right thing in class and people go, oh, you're the teacher's pet. You know, you're just trying to be perfect. And it's that another. It's like, no, I'm just trying to 
do the right thing. And then those people get praised, they get the special treats, they get to they go, you know, clean their erasers, you know, clap their erasers, do the clean the chalkboards. They they're the ones that they pick to, you know, raise the flag and they get all these special little assignments and things like that. And you sit there wondering, like, well, why is that? Why is this person doing? Because because that that student and those students took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. They they did what they were instructed to do. And that's how it is with God. When we do what we're instructed to do, what God is telling us to do, you get those special perks. You get not just the strength, but you get the benefits. And, you know, that that is, you know, again, being an heir, right? See, being an heir, people think, well, because and I say I'm a I'm a Christian and I'm I'm just automatically going to be entitled to the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That isn't, I mean, it, it happens, it is somewhat like that, but it's not just like that. I mean, you've got to do work. And your work is your faith, and then hearing God and then acting on what God tells you to do and trying to make this world a better place you know, and really trying to uplift the kingdom, you know, the world can, the world is going to pass away. That's, that's, that's biblical. The world will pass away, but his kingdom is forever. So the work we do now is setting us up for so many things, but while we're here, you know, we can experience that kingdom on earth. And that's, that's what I want to, you know, again, encourage us. I know I'm current encouraging myself. Um, you know, that's really what we have to think about with all of that. And, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, kind of close out with a scripture to go along with that, you know, um, because I know people get weary of doing good or they feel like I can't do good because if I go, you know, there's people out there that do things that are a little crooked because they think that's going to keep them making the money they have, they need so that they can live the lives that they want to live. Or they can keep living the lives that they, the lives that they have been leading. Um, but I just want to keep encouraging those folks that are, you know, like walking away from certain lives or lifestyles, you know, and facing persecution, trying to do good, you know, it, it sometimes it, it can be a burden when the world, the world that we live in is a lot different. You know, there, there's, there's people who profit off of your misery. There's people that profit off of doing the wrong things. But in Galatians 6 and 9, it says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. So, you know, hearing that, and again, just encouraging that, that there's going to be a season that we're going to reap a great harvest, you know, so that's why the work is important. Start with yourself and start with those around you that share the same faith as you. And, and don't be so judgmental on people because there are people who really want to change and really want to clean their lives up, but they're afraid of missing out. They got that FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. I'm going to miss out on, they think it's not going to be fun. I'm going to miss out on, you know, getting the money, the cars. I have to give up all this stuff because I ain't going to be able to afford this. Well, if you do it God's way, he'll give you that and more. 
you know, but what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? You want the, the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and, and, and Jacob, you know, that, that is what it, it means to be an heir. So uh, I just want to close out, just letting you know, you know, being an heir and, you know, I want you to be encouraged that as an heir, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But being an heir is also about doing God's work. So keep doing the right thing. Keep, keep living, keep growing and, and, and keep following what Christ has for you. And I guarantee you, you will see yourself flowing in what you're supposed to flow in. So as always, you know, I just want to close out with that um, and, and just say that, you know, continue to support the podcast. I thank you for that. Continue to share. I, I've, I've shared before, I think the last podcast, you know, we're on YouTube now. So um, you can now um, watch the video. So if you want to see me, um, I've got the I've got the videos of, of the episodes out there now. Any new video starting with last uh, the one from last week, episode twenty one. So we've got that out there for you. Uh, this one will be there as well. Same times, you know, nine a.m. We're going to post um, the new, the new episodes. But continue to support. Continue to share. Continue to give feedback. Um, not only that, but uh, you know, I just ask for your support. Not only in in the Airflow podcast, continue to grow, but also with Billionaire Flow Clothing, uh, the apparel company that we have. Um, it's at billionaireflow.com. Um, that is, is, has been a brainchild. That was something that God gave me. And so I'm content. I'm not, I'm not stagnant in where we are, but I'm definitely putting measures in place to continue to grow that. And, you know, having your support will be great. So check us out, uh, billionaireflow.com. Uh, yes, B-I-L-L-I-O-N-H-E-I-R-F-L-O-W.com, billionaireflow.com. And we know the heirs, you know, with H-E-I-R because we are heirs of the kingdom. Um, but check us out there, you know, again, continue to support. Uh, I'm continuing to do more things on social media. Um, I'll be looking out for a new segment that I'm going to start doing called Airing It Out, again, with H-E-I-R as air. Um, just when we talk about things live, you know, so you're going to catch me live on uh, Facebook, um, as well as um, Instagram, uh, it really just started to grow this thing. And, and I want to be able to, to hear and, and have some conversations with other people. You know, we've got more guests lining up, um, just trying to get everything scheduled, as always, that is, you know, presents its own challenges uh, with schedules. And, you know, as we get to the end of the year, you know, it's a little tough to get certain people on. But, you know, just know that there are going to be more people that we're bringing on here that I'm going to bring on here. Um, so again, I just appreciate everybody. Thank you so much. God bless you all again, as an heir, just remember you were created to flow. So flow on. <laughs> <laughs>